to a special edition of ABI Podcast, where we are looking ahead to the American Bankruptcy Institute's annual spring meeting. This is Melissa Jacoby. I'm the ABI resident scholar for the spring of 2016, and I'm also a law professor at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So today I'm talking to Alan Beckett, a partner at Beckett & Lee in Pennsylvania, and also a member of the leadership team at the ABI. Uh, Alan will be leading a discussion at the annual spring meeting titled, What is the CFPB and Why You Should Care? And the CFPB is short for Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection, which was a creation of the Dodd-Frank Act in the aftermath of the worst financial crisis in three generations. So welcome, Alan Beckett. Uh, thank you, Melissa, and thanks for the opportunity to discuss this panel, uh, which is going on at the uh, this year's ASM and which is designed to familiarize ABI members uh, and not just consumer practitioners with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or what I might call the CFPB. This session is a follow-up to a series of articles in the ABI Journal over recent months describing the Bureau, its mandate as part of the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform Act, its structure, its authority, and that means who uh, is subject to the Bureau's enforcement power, and its activities thus far. Presenting with me are John Rayal from the National Consumer Law Center and John Pearson from Ballard Spar, both of whom have significant experience working with and representing clients engaged with the CFPB. To start off, John Rayal will discuss one of the most significant activities of the CFPB thus far, which is the publication of rules and forms that combine certain disclosures that consumers receive in connection with applying for and closing on a mortgage loan under the Truth in Lending Act and the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, or RESPA. In addition to combining the existing disclosure requirements and implementing new requirements uh, imposed by Dodd-Frank, the final rule provides extensive guidance regarding compliance with those requirements. The CFPB has also been very active in enforcing other consumer financial protection laws and regulations against financial service providers such as banks, credit issuers, debt purchasers, and debt collectors. The consent orders arising from these enforcement actions have implications far beyond the entities directly involved in those actions, and John Pearson and I will be discussing those actions, including recent cases involving attorney conduct, as well as the effect of those uh, actions and the consent orders on the greater financial service industry. The session will wrap up with a discussion of the CFPB's current regulatory agenda and likely areas such as consumer arbitration clauses and debt collection practices that will be addressed by the CFPB in the future. And finally, we'll take a look at the resources that the CFPB has for both consumer financial service professionals, um, consumers and financial service professionals, and which are available uh, on its website. And once our hope is once that we finish with this session, our, our attendees will have uh, more of a sense for what's going on out there, especially since uh, most of the ABI uh, attendees at these seminars do not practice directly in the consumer financial services area, but it's important, important for everyone uh, to be aware of the CFPB's actions. And this session will help explain you know, why, why the actions will affect more than just your average consumer or consumer financial pr uh, service a provider or a servicer such as, a, you know, a debt collection law firm. So that raises a, a, a question which will uh, give us a good place to, to end. Uh, the CFPB becoming a fully functioning agency has corresponded with a 
rather steep decline in consumer bankruptcy filings. I'm curious of whether, if you put on your crystal ball hat, uh, whether you think there's any connection between these two things. In other words, what other intersections might we be seeing with the bankruptcy system and the CFPB? Well, the CFPB is, um, I can't really say that I think that it, it corresponds with the decline in filings. I think that's really a sort of a separate phenomenon of its own. But the CFPB is the mortgage servicing rules. Uh, once they were implemented, questions came up about how they interact with uh, the bankruptcy rules and what you can and cannot do um, with regard to communicating with the, ba- with the bankrupt consumer. Um, debt collection uh, rules that are going to be applying to the activities of banks and financial institutions and law firms um, outside of the bankruptcy context will be a question of how they apply in the bankruptcy context, which is sort of seen in the, the recent um, uh, cases that apply FDCPA to bankruptcy actions and, and whether or not those sort of extra bankruptcy uh, laws and regulations should apply in the context of uh, actions taken under the bankruptcy code. So it sounds like a very thought-provoking panel, and I completely am sold by the title that uh, Why We Should Care. I know that I think this is a really important subject. And so thank you, Ellen Beckett, for this preview. My pleasure, and thank you. Uh, And thanks to the listeners, and I look forward to seeing you at the ABI annual spring meeting.